Well, good morning. Great to be with you this morning. After spending four weeks on the birth of our Lord, we now want to return to our book series through the book of the Revelation. And we return by beginning with a brand new chapter. So if you have your Bibles, open yours to Revelation chapter 17, uh, the 17th chapter in the book of the Revelation. When we set aside this book series for the birth of our Lord, I had mentioned that we are going to set aside some bad news for some good news. Well, I think as we return to this book series through the Revelation, we do so with some good news. This morning, we begin a brand new chapter, and where better to begin than in verse 1? Revelation 17 and 1, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and spoke with me, saying, come here, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. The book of the Revelation is filled with symbolism, and Revelation 17 and 1 symbolizes the destruction of a future one-world apostate false religion. Now, as you look at verse 1, and you pay attention to what I just said, Revelation 17, 1 symbolizes, you might be looking at that verse saying, where on God's green earth did he get that? Well, hopefully this morning I will develop for us where. First, why do I say destruction? Uh, the destruction of a future one-world apostate false religion. Revelation 11 and 18, and the nations were enraged, and your wrath came, and the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets, and the saints, and, and those who fear your name, the small and the great. Now listen, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. God's wrath will destroy. And when you look at the first symbol in verse 1, you are directed to seven bowls. Seven bowls symbolize something. Revelation 16 and 1, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. God pours out his wrath to destroy. Now the question becomes, destroy whom? Well, notice in Revelation 17 and 1, find those words, many waters. These two words also are symbolic. Symbolic of what? Well, look at verse 15. The waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. God will pour out these seven bowls of wrath to destroy many peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Now, for what reason? Well, find the word harlot in Revelation 17 and 1. The word harlot is also symbolic. <clears throat> and I would like to develop why I believe it is symbolic for a future apostate, one-world false religion. In Revelation 2 and 18, it begins, And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, Jesus is writing to a church. <clears throat> and then he says to this church that he's got a problem with them. Revelation 2 and 20 but I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and leads my bondservants astray so that they commit acts of immorality 
and eat things sacrificed to idols. And notice we have false teaching in the church. And I think we can all agree, wherever you find false teaching, you also have false religion. But I wonder if you picked up on the false teacher's name, Jezebel. I would submit to you another symbol. 2 Kings 9 and 30, when Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. Now listen, she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out the window. Jezebel was a harlot. She was the daughter of Ethbal, king of Tyre and Sidon, who was the priest of Baal, a false god. And king, king Ahab of Israel married Jezebel and led the nation of Israel into Baal worship. Beloved and friend, that's what false teaching does. It brings false religion into God's people, and it causes apostasy. Jezebel leads people in the church at Thyatira to commit acts of immorality. There's a name for what a woman that does that is called. She's called a harlot. Now pay careful attention to how the New Testament describes the true church. 2 Corinthians 11 and 2, For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband. Now listen, so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. The true church is described as a pure virgin, the false apostate church, a harlot. Israel played the role of a harlot many times. Listen, Isaiah 1 and 21, how the faithful city has become a harlot. She who was full of justice, righteousness, once lodged in her, but now murderers. The harlot was once described as the faithful city with justice and righteousness, all words that describe God's people, true religion. But now she is called a harlot. Jeremiah 2 and 3, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his harvest. All who ate of it became guilty. Evil came upon them, declares the Lord. Verse 20, for long ago, I broke your yoke and tore off your bonds, but you said I will not serve. For on every high hill and under every green tree, you have lain down as a harlot. Notice how the harlot was once holy, a word that would describe true religion. Remember, apostasy is breaking away from that which is true and revolting and rebelling against it in favor of that which is false. Hosea 2 and 5, for their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has acted shamefully, for she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. And then just a few verses later, I will also put an end to all your gaiety, her feasts, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and all her festal assemblies. The harlot is known for practicing God's feasts, his new moons, his Sabbaths, his festal assemblies, all the biblical practices of God's people. But now they are described as a harlot. Micah 1 and 7, all of her idols will be smashed, all of her earnings will be burned with fire, and all of her images I will make desolate, for she collected them from a harlot's earnings, and to the earnings of a harlot they will return. Just a couple of verses prior, all this is for the rebellion of Jacob and for the sins of the house of Israel. Revelation 17 and 1 symbolizes the destruction of, of a future one-world apostate false religion. Now, why do I say a one-world apostate false religion? I think we've 
I think we've drawn a connection, a nexus between a harlot and false religion, whether it's the church at Thyatira in Revelation 2, whether it was those many examples I just gave from Israel. But I want you to notice and find the word harlot both in verses 1 and 15 in Revelation 17. Do you see that? The word harlot in verses 1 and 15. Now listen, the word harlot is in the singular. Now that we know the word harlot symbolizes false religion, in verse 15, many waters, plural, peoples, multitudes, nations, tongues, all plural, put that together with the harlot being in the singular, and we have a one-world false religion. I want you to keep that word sits in your memory. The great harlot sits on many waters. And, and I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I'd like to read verses 1 through 4. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4, Paul writes, Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. That word seat in 2 Thessalonians is closely related to the word for sits back in Revelation 17. And where is the location? The temple. Only the one who is seated brings the false religion that sits on the entire world into God's temple. Follow the chronology in the verses just read, and you'll see why I had us turn from Revelation 17 to this exact location. First, verse 1, the rapture, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. At the rapture, we go to him, Revelation 4 and 5. Verse 2, however, the second coming, that the day of the Lord has come. That comes in Revelation 19, just two chapters away from where we currently find ourselves in the book of the Revelation. Now, what occurs in between the rapture and the second coming? Verse 3, for it will not come. Now, now, what will not come? The second coming, Revelation 19. The second coming, Revelation 19, is not going to come unless the apostasy comes first. Now, watch this. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. This is precisely where we find ourselves in our book study through the Revelation. The word apostasy, incidentally, comes from the Greek apostasia, a word closely related to the Greek word for divorce. Apostasy is hearing the truth, in some cases even believing the truth, and then rebelling, revolting, leaving, divorcing the truth in favor of a false god, a false gospel, and a false religion. That's what we find in Revelation 17. That's what we find happening here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 
In John chapter 6, you may remember, some disciples walked away from Jesus. That's apostasy. But listen, they once believed. In John chapter 8, some disciples walked away from Jesus. That's apostasy. But they too once believed. In 1 John 2 and 19, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. And again, we have people who hear the gospel, claim to believe the gospel. They come amongst God's people. They probably do many things Christians do. They may even utter things Christians believe, but they leave. They did not love Jesus Christ. Why will people apostatize? Well, Jesus gave his disciples a clue in Matthew 24 and 24, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Notice 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 and 10. That is, the one who is coming in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. I think it's important that I point out there has always been apostasy, and there has always been false Christs, and there has always been false prophets, and there has always been false religion. But Paul dealt with it. The Galatian church did. Galatians 1 and 6, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. Even in the first century when the apostle Paul uh, was, was serving our Lord on this earth, there was a different gospel. It happened then, it happens today, and it will happen in the Revelation. 2 Corinthians 11 and 4, for if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached. Uh, there are other Jesuses. There's different Jesuses being preached today. Uh, there's there's a, um, a bishop, his name escapes me, who claims to believe in preaching Jesus, but he, he doesn't preach the Jesus I preach. He claims that the virgin birth is a myth. He claims that the resurrection is a myth. That's not my Jesus, yet he'll use the name Jesus. 1 John 2 and 18, Children, it is the last hour, and just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that it is the last hour. There are Antichrists today, and then there's coming a future Antichrist in the tribulation. Many have debated the identity of this one world false religion. Some argue it's the Roman Catholic Church. Some may, some say Islam. Uh, others say some large religious movement will be the end times one world religion. I think they missed the obvious. The harlot is in the singular. And her congregation is the whole world. It's a one world religion. It is more likely that the false religion of the last days will consist of an inclusive religion that allows for a pluralistic view of God. Everybody's going to set aside their absolutes in favor of a pluralistic view. Some wonder if this one world religion already exists today. And to that question, I would simply answer yes and no. No, in that the rapture is yet to occur, 
And therefore the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, is yet to be revealed. Yes, in that now more than ever, ecumenicism is on the rise. Liberal groups in our day preach that being that being all religions as one, all paths lead to God, take your pick. The growth and religious pluralism, interfaith dialogue that promotes the idea that all religions are equal, it exists today. But the true church, the church I want to be a part of, we believe in non-negotiable absolutes. We believe in one gospel, not two. We believe in one Jesus. His identity is revealed. He is the eternal son of God. He was born of a virgin. He led a sinless life. He died on a real cross, rose from a real grave on the third day, and he's coming again. Jesus is not only God, but he is man. He is the God-man, and we believe that. Most religions today would rather get along with the world than to get along with God. Case in point, February 4, 2018, Pope Francis said in a keynote address to participants at the high-level interreligious meeting in Abu Dhabi, he said, and I quote, there is no alternative. We either build the future together or there will not be a future. Religions in particular cannot renounce the urgent task of building bridges between peoples and cultures. I want you to listen carefully to who he told that to. He told that to 700 representatives of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, and other religions at an open-air gathering at the memorial to the founding father of the United Arab Emirates. How do we identify what, what the apostasy is, when it will come? Well, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3, the titles for Antichrist, the man of lawlessness or the man of sin. There is coming the man who is lawless. Now look, there are millions of lawless people in the world, millions of blasphemers, millions of antichrists. There's millions of God rejectors and Christ haters, those who reject the Bible. But the future antichrist is the most lawless man who has ever lived. Do you think we are more lawless or, or less lawless today? I was witnessing to a lady at the health club, and I asked her if, if her parents or grandparents were permitted to come back to our nation, would they be more appalled or less appalled? She said, more appalled. Why is that? Well, two reasons. Less lawless in her parents' and grandparents' day, more lawless in her day, and she knows that. When the Antichrist comes, this is beyond the worst of all our most lawless days. There's, but there's good news to be had from this chapter. Look at verse 5 in 2 Thessalonians 2. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? Here comes some good news. There's a reason why Paul said that. And the reason why he said that has good news written all over it. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? If Paul the Apostle were alive today, he would come to our church and he would say, do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you things? Why is Paul 2,000 years ago telling this church about something that 2,000 years later has yet to happen? Well, I can tell you this, it's not so somebody can 
systematically and chronologically put together an eschatological prophetic time chart where all the future events are placed in their proper order. Now, look, I'm not dismissing the importance of that. You know, if you were to look at 2 Thessalonians, you would put the time chart together to say the rapture comes first, verse 1, the apostasy comes second, verse 3, and the, or verse 2, or verse 3, but second, and the second coming comes third, verse 2. But that's not the reason. The reason for the chronology is found in verses 16 and 17. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort once and good hope by grace, comfort twice and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. Comfort, my friend. These end time events need to be told again and again and again for the purpose of comfort. I don't know about you, but the subject of comfort is good news to me. Right about now, someone is thinking, how can a Satan-inspired global leader who leads the whole world in the one huge apostate false religion be comforting? Well, think about what the Bible says to you in 1 Thessalonians. Remember back in 1 Thessalonians where Paul speaks about the rapture in chapter 4? He said at the end of chapter 4, comfort one another with these words. Rapture theology is comforting. The rapture comes at the end of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And then in chapter 5 comes the day of the Lord, the second coming. And the end of chapter 5, verse 11, Paul writes, comfort one another. Rapture theology, second coming theology, is comforting theology. End time teaching is less about charts and more about comfort. And where I come from, comfort is good news. Why should it be good news to us? 1 Thessalonians 1 and 10, and to wait for his son from heaven. That's the rapture. Whom he has raised from the dead. That's the resurrection. That is Jesus. Now listen, who rescues, rescues us from the wrath to come. What did we learn about the seven bowls in Revelation 17? They are symbolic of what? The wrath of God to come. And rapture theology tells us we're going to be rescued from that wrath. Where I come from, that's comforting good news. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9, talking about the second coming. Why is the second coming? Well, Jesus is coming to wage war against the enemies of Israel and to save all Israel. But 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9 again, God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's good news that comforts. We will be delivered from all the bad news. Which brings us to true religion. Second Thessalonians 2 and 3, let no one in any way deceive you. Our Lord in Matthew 24 and 4 says, see to it that no one misleads you. Second John and 7, many deceivers have gone out into the world. 1 Timothy 4 and 1, people are led astray. 2 Peter and Jude both talk about apostasy, the defection, the false teachers. Do you know what is good news that comforts? When you can look in the mirror and say, I'm not deceived. I'm not misled. I get it. 
I believe it. No one can deceive me because the Spirit of God and the Word of God has opened my eyes to see the truth. We should be comforted that we have been so privileged and graced by the power of God to have our hearts, minds, eyes, and ears open not to be deceived. To know that we will not be here on this earth when the destruction of a future one-world apostate false religion does not include me and does not include you. Well, my friend, we come to that time where we remind ourselves that every day is the day of salvation. The gospel is a call to repent and believe the gospel. Have you repented? Have you changed your mind about who Jesus is? Who is he? Well, he's the eternal son of God. He was born of a virgin, led a sinless life, died on a tree for your sins. And he rose from the third day and he's coming again. The good news of Jesus is that Jesus saves. He saves us from our sins. We can't save ourselves. The Bible says the law came in that the transgression might increase, not decrease, increase. James says if you keep the whole law, 613 laws, and you stumble in one point, you are guilty of all. That's why Jesus said, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Perfection, according to the law, is bad news. Galatians says it's a curse. Jesus became a curse for us when he died on that tree for you and for me. But repentance also means a change of mind about how I behave. It's not just what I believe and who I believe, but how I behave. You see, there's power in the gospel. When a person is truly born again, they're not just empowered to believe correctly, they're empowered to live correctly. I sure hope and pray that repentance has found your heart and your mind. And if it hasn't, give your life to Jesus. Repent today and believe the gospel.